0: All right. Hey, welcome to another conversation. And uh, for those listening, uh, Chris Creech uh, is not with us tonight, but uh, he's got other obligations. And so it's just going to be me and my friend Alan. And so, all right, so who is this guy? Okay, who do we have here? So all right, let, let me introduce him and, uh, and we're gonna dive into his story. And I think you're gonna find it extremely fascinating. And I am so glad that we have an opportunity to talk to him and for me to ask him a bunch of questions and uh, publicly and see what he what he says. All right, so Alan Newsome. I know Alan from my days in Alabama. I was a pastor there, he was a deacon there. Uh, he was involved in a lot of things. And uh, he, he was a big support. I mean, he's an encouragement. He's, he's one of these type of guys that, in my opinion, if I could clone people, he would be the reason why, okay? Because, I mean, he is solid gold. I love this guy. So, uh, but uh, that's how I got to know him. And, uh, but the reason why he's on the podcast is because he is a co-star in this movie right here, Mayberry Man. All right. See, that's him right there. If you're watching and if you're just listening, I'm pointing to the DVD cover. All right. And he's a co-star in it and uh, it just came out, I don't know, a few weeks ago or released a few weeks ago. And so, uh, and since he's a co-star in it, I wanted to interview him because of what he does. It's kind of unique. Um, he is also a tribute artist for Floyd the Barber from the Andy Griffith Show. So he goes around into these like Mayberry Fest and and Andy Griffith days. I don't know what you know whatever they call them, you know. And he uh, he pretends to be Floyd, and he's really good at it. And when I was in Alabama, he asked uh, Pam and I, I said, "Hey, you want to come down to this uh, festival?" and and so we went and we got to see him in action. And uh, oh, and by the way, that was the that was the festival where, uh, Jim Best was at, and uh, if you don't know who Jim Best is, for those listening, uh, he played the guitar man in the Andy Griffith Show, but also he, uh, uh, is mostly known for being Roscoe P. Coltrane in the Dukes Hazards, and so he was there, but, uh, uh, we might talk a little bit about that here in a moment, so, Uh, Anyway, so Alan is a friend of mine, man. He was a deacon of the church, uh, pastor in Alabama. He's a co-star in the Mayberry man, and he loves Jesus. And oh, and also he's an electrical engineer. So, uh, (laughs) man, this guy does it all. So, welcome to the show, Alan.
1: Thanks so much. I really appreciate you having me, and uh, thanks for those kind. That's a great introduction. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I only have my friends and a few enemies on here, so you know, Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. Um, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Mayberry Man, uh, the movie. Let's talk about that first. Um, okay, so tell us what it, Tell us what the Mayberry Man movie is about. I've seen it, but I want to hear it from your word. What is it about, and why was it made, and, and all of that stuff?
1: So Mayberry Man, uh, what the story's about, it's not a remake of The Andy Griffith Show. It's, a, it is a, it's about a actor whose father had appeared on The Andy Griffith Show, uh, supposedly. It's a fictional thing, but he, he had been on a couple of episodes. Anyway, this actor, uh, he's a big movie star. He's been in a lot of big movies in the, in the movie. That's what his character is. He gets arrested for going 100 miles an hour over the speed limit in Georgia, going through some town in Georgia. And the judge actually sentences him to go to a Mayberry festival. And he doesn't have a good relationship with his father. He ends up going to this festival. He didn't want to go because he didn't want anything to do with all this Mayberry stuff because that's, you know, it's beneath him. It's hick hick stuff. It's silly and uh, so then once he gets there, you know, he runs into people like me, Floyd Larson, Floyd the Barber, <laughs> and, then, and then Gomer and Goober and all these people. And he's like, you've got to get me out of here. So that's basically how the movie begins. And uh, he goes through a transformation during the movie. And uh, it's, it, it hopefully captures the spirit that you would have seen on the Andy Griffith Show. It's not trying to be a remake. The characters like me, I'm Floyd in the movie, and the character I play is named Alan, who is a Floyd the Barber tribute artist. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a real stretch for me to play the role. Uh, but uh, but th- that's, that's the premise of the movie. It's, it's them, this actor being influenced by people who love the Andy Griffith Show and the, the family relationship that people have that like that show. When they meet each other, it's almost like they've known each other forever because there's that connection you have with The Andy Griffith Show that you can start talking about and you start realizing your values are so similar. Uh, so that's what the movie's about. It was, it was actually written and directed by Stark Howell. He's the son of Hoke Howell from The Andy Griffith Show who played Charlene Darling's husband, Hoke. Hoke Howell was his name. Dud was the character's name that he played. And he came and Stark had come to Mayberry Days and experienced the festival and said, he came up to me and said, Hey, I've got an idea for a screenplay. Uh, I I think I could write it. Would you be Floyd in it? And I was like, Oh, sure, yeah. And then he walked off. I'm going, He'll never make this movie. And then, uh, then he sent me the script and I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is good. He'll never make this movie. Anyway, (laughs) so they ended up, they did make the money. They, they started making the movie. They started raising money to make the movie from the crowdfunding because they didn't want Hollywood to be involved in the movie. They wanted to, they wanted to do it with the fans, the fans of the Andy Griffith show to give the money and support it and make the movie so that it would be made in a way, uh, respectful to the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. They didn't want yeah. some Hollywood studio telling them they got to add things that shouldn't be in
0: there. And right, that is not necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I appreciate about it. I mean, man, this is a family movie, you know? Oh, yeah, it definitely uh, is. I, I mean, I, I don't even want to use the word the worst thing about it, but I'm going to say the, the really the worst, I'm putting, for those listening, I'm doing air quotes, the worst thing about it really is how bad the, the star, Chris, the guy who how bad that character is at the beginning. I mean, he's just totally uh, selfish, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and uh, I mean, they do a good job at showing how selfish and self-centered he is and keeping it clean at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but again, it's, it's obviously targeting families. And so,
1: Oh, definitely. And, and, and that's really what the movie ends up being about is how important family is uh, to one another. Cause he had a bad relationship with his father. Yeah. He thinks his dad doesn't like him and throughout the movie he starts talking to me floyd and asking questions about his own father and i'm telling him stuff that he doesn't know Mm -hmm. you know like like his dad cared about him and and would always let me know when there was a new movie coming out that he was in because he thinks his dad doesn't appreciate it so that's really the the story is that love that relationship families have people are friends and family and and it affects him throughout the movie and by the end of the movie, you know, he's changed a lot. And it's, uh, I think it's a really good story. It's uh, its fun. If you're an Andy Griffith Show fan, you'll really like it. And I believe, honestly, even if you're not a fan, particularly of the Andy Griffith Show, I think it's something that you would enjoy. It's, it's I've said, it's its, a, it's kind of a Hallmark-type movie. You know, the, that kind of a feel to it. And it's, uh, there's nothing in it at all. I think the Dove Association—they—they they rated the movie, and the worst things they could have was that uh, Chris Stone actually—he—he he gets a beer, but he never drinks it. If you watch the movie, he—he'll pick it up and and then he puts it back down. He never drinks the thing. And uh, and then there's—I mean, there's almost—they uh, had almost no comments about things that were said. So it was—it's—it's uh, it's a very family-friendly movie, and I, and I want to say. Uh, I I wasn't sure how it would be uh, when we were making it. I've never been in a movie. This was my first acting experience. And I was the number two guy in the movie. So I'm in the movie. I I had no idea, by the way, that I was the number two guy in the movie. I just thought I was in the movie. And the director came up to me at one point said, you didn't talk about the movie that much. I said, what do you mean? I did a podcast about it. He said, but not your role. You're like the you're the supporting actor. You're the, you're the, uh, so I don't know that. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Uh, But what I noticed on set was people talking about church and stuff and people just in conversation while they were waiting for things, you could hear them saying, yeah, we were at church the other day and did this. And I just, it, it was noticeable enough that we started to talk about it. Some of the some of the guys we knew that uh, knew were Christians all started talking about it and realized almost everybody on this set is a Christian. The lead actor, his name's Brett Varvel, that plays Chris Stone, he does Christian movies, and he did a great movie called The War Within. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not, but it's definitely something worth looking up. Uh, but he and his dad wrote it. His dad's name's Gary Varvel. And they wrote the movie and produced it, and it's a Christian movie. So he, he writes and directs Christian movies and acts kind of on the side. So it, it was just a great experience for me.
0: I did not know. I was wondering where he came from and how he got connected to this particular type of movie. So but that that answers a lot of questions, you know. Well, me. it's it's
1: even to me it's, it was really it was a god thing. This was covid, right? We filmed this movie during the covid situation when everything was locked down in 2019 or 2020. Is that when it was? Whatever year. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. It's when we filmed it. And so what happened was all the uh, Screen Actors Guild actors had to drop out of this movie. They couldn't be in it because of the rules that, required, that were required to use a SAG actor. It was going to make the movie cost like three times as much. So about three weeks before the movie, we didn't have a lead actor. We didn't have, There were several things like that we didn't have to make this movie. And they started going out and trying to find actors and, and Brett uh they found him they just uh, he he was perfect i mean it was just uh it just all worked nobody got sick during the making of the movie nobody got COVID. everybody took you know did the best we could to make sure nothing happened and and i really feel like rick roberts is barney in this movie is a guy named rick roberts he's a christian guy as well and we feel like that god's going to use this movie somehow we don't know how if it's just to lift people's spirits or what? But there were just so many things that happened to even make this movie occur that uh, I, I really feel like God's going to use it somehow.
0: Okay. So let's talk about Rick for a moment. Because, uh, okay, I've seen uh, him do some other stuff because he's like a comedian. Yeah. He's and, a stand up comic. Yeah. That's, that's what he does for a living, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, he, uh, you know, and, and in part of his routines, you know, he has he's started doing this barney fife don Knotts thing you know which he d- nails it i mean he's got especially when he's doing that contortion with his mouth and how you know that's <laughs> kind of nice. stuff. yeah yeah so uh, you know and there's some scenes in there where you know there are you know it's obviously if, you, if you're a fan of the indie group show you sort of see some redos if you will you know what i'm saying which i, I just love um but uh so was he always on board? I mean, was he one of the guys to make this happen, we gotta have, we gotta have him?
1: Well, uh, originally they were, they were trying to find a, a Barney, is what they tried to do. They were, they were looking around to find one because they felt like that role needed to be somebody that could uh, really portray that character. And uh, there's a lot of good uh, Barney tribute artists, but they were just not proven as being able to act and perform in front of a camera. Well, they went after Rick because they had seen him, as you said, on video, and knew he could perform in front of a camera because uh, he's a stand-up. He's a clean uh, comedian, a Christian comedian. And he, they knew he could do that. They knew he did Barney, so they went after him. And, and again, he wouldn't have been able to be in that movie if it weren't for COVID when everything was shut down because he would have been working and he wouldn't have been able to take uh, three weeks off work to film a movie. And uh, Rick's a great guy. I, I didn't know him before the movie, uh, but I got to know him since then and during the movie, obviously. And he is a, a really great person. And he did such a great job as Barney. He, he has the facial expressions that Barney does uh, there's a scene where he's sitting in the squad car that's just, uh, I was watching that through the window of the squad car as they filmed him starting to do the nose sniffing and the, (laughs) you know, doing that kind of stuff uh, in front of the window. And I was having to not laugh while they were filming because it was, it was just so fun to watch.
0: It was. I mean, because when I was, okay, that moment really, I'm thinking I have seen Don Knotts behind the wheel, Doing that very thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, he looked
0: he, he nailed it. He
1: nailed oh, it. Oh yeah, he did. It was just awesome uh to watch uh to watch him kind of channel Don Knotts. Yeah, uh, yeah You yeah. know, uh now he did say one of the things that the director uh Stark had told him when he hired him, he said, Look, you're not gonna be you're not being Don Knotts in this movie. You're a tribute artist playing the character of Barney. And Rick said that that really gave him a release to feel like he could actually do this because nobody can be Don Knotts, but you can be a guy who's dresses up like Barney and tries to act like Don Knotts. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he was in this movie. And he did such a great job.
0: Well now, okay. So now Don Knotts's daughter, Karen, is that right? Karen. Yeah. yeah. She's, uh, she she's was in, in this thing movie. as well. I mean, she played herself, right? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Because she comes to the Mayberry events. Had it not been for COVID, we would have had uh, several of the actors from the Andy Griffith show would have been in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dixie Griffith, Andy's daughter, she was going to be in the movie as well. Uh, But but because of the COVID stuff, they all had to kind of back out of this. Uh, But Karen was able to still be in it. And she plays herself in the movie because she has a book coming out called tied up and knots that's yeah. out right oh, now she
0: refers to that in and the she little talks to about
1: it in the movie
0: yeah and <laughs> okay. so okay.
1: yeah so uh, she does a stage show too called tied up and Knots. so okay. that but that's the book is also called that and that's what she talks about hey you come to see me at the theater i'm gonna be doing the you know <laughs> she talks about it. and that's exactly what she does at mayberry days in mount airy north carolina or at other mayberry events uh, she comes and does that kind of stuff and fans love her
0: know (laughs) okay so i have a i had a i had a couple observations when uh i was watching it um it it's okay so i said pamela said have they actually said the andy griffith show no because it was almost like referred to and i thought a, is there like some kind of
1: copyright it's a copyright yeah oh yeah yeah we couldn't say the andy griffith show so we always referred to it as the show the show no, he's on the show he's on episode whatever or whatever yeah, yeah. We, but we never said what show uh, and mayberry the word mayberry is not copyrighted yeah, so you right. can use it so yeah. we it was a mayberry fest and we were in mayberry and this is mayberry mayberry blah blah blah.
0: and everybody knows what you're talking about oh every
1: there's no way you don't know that this is the end <laughs> of the show we're i mean i'm dressed like floyd the barber I never say oh, I'm the barber. I never have to say that. No. And none of the characters that are dressed up ever say who they are in general. <laughs> you just either know or don't know. But uh, if you don't know the Andy Griffith show, it's like uh, you realize it's something like going to a Star Trek convention where people are dressed up like the characters. You oh, may not know who the characters exactly are. exactly
0: what it is.
1: Yeah, it's what, yeah you yeah. may not know the character, but you know, oh yeah, they're on that show, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so yeah. we never actually say Gomer's a mechanic or Goober's a mechanic or anything like that. We don't say anything like that. It's just, we expect you to either know, or just it doesn't matter right. because the story is good no matter what's going on there.
0: Okay. So, all right. So the tribute artists, if, I, uh, so you had, uh, if I remember right, you had, you had Goomer, a uh, Goober, uh, Gomer, and you had, uh, Otis was in there. You had the mayor, obviously yeah. you, you had Barney, you had uh, Ernest T. Bass. He showed up a few times, a couple times. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The I think he had. The darlings, or a couple Brisco, of Briscoe,
1: Briscoe Darling and yeah. Charlene yeah. Darling. We had right. and the fun
0: there. girls. I think they were in there. The fun girls, yeah. Yeah, the fun girls. Am I missing anybody else? Any uh,
1: other with well, the the mayor's daughter uh Lydia? She was in there too. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. Juanita, I mean Juanita. Juanita. Oh
0: yeah, Juanita. Juanita.
1: She was singing to Chris <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's right. I forgot about you, yeah. Juanita. <laughs> Juanita. That was her. so.
1: That was the mayor's daughter. Juanita. That's right. That's right. Juanita Pike is her name and and actually i don't know if you noticed uh, just if you haven't watched yet uh, but uh juanita uh the, one of the fun girls and charlene's all the same girl they're all the same actress <laughs> she she uh she performs with us as charlene she actually calls herself Andalina. that's charlene's daughter but uh, she looks exactly like charlene and uh, she played all three of those roles during the movie and it's very confusing to people because there's one shot of the fun girls that immediately goes to juanita i mean so it's like no way you're going to connect that it'd be in the same person oh no, i because...
0: would have <laughs> yeah. never i would yeah. never, never, never saw it
1: there's there's something for you to look for if you get to see it again so yeah,
0: okay all right yeah. um all right so uh, i have a recommendation if you haven't done it already Okay, so can you show clips and stuff on your podcast or pictures from the Mayberry Man on your podcast?
1: I can show a pictures and things like that, and I could get I could get permission to show. I'm sure pretty much whatever I needed to. Yeah. Okay,
0: so here's what here's what I think it'd be cool for you to go through the movie and just highlight. Oops, uh, there's a the mistake. <laughs> Or did you notice this, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, well, I'm still
1: starting to, I, I'm still noticing some things cause I didn't, uh, I mean, I've watched it, uh, probably five times okay. maybe now. And so, because, I, because I'm having to learn all my lines, because since I do Floyd at these events, people are going to start wanting me to be able to do the lines from that movie oh, yeah. like I do from the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. And so I'm trying to make sure I know my, my own lines, uh, cause you know, uh, Cause I watch it and it's like, like look at Floyd. That's funny. Uh, you know, Cause I think it's a third person. I don't know. i have a problem, but, uh,
0: uh so, okay. I got another question. All right. I, if I remember right, you own a, one of the like Mayberry police cars. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a
1: replica, but yes. A I replica. Have,
0: that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is that the one they used in the movie?
1: No. Uh, there's another tribute artist that does Barney with us. His name's Terry Varvel. He's actually Brett Varvel. The lead actor—it's his uncle. Okay, he, it's his car. It's oh, his
0: car okay. in the movie. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I was wondering about that. I didn't know if maybe that you know you just kind of brought mm-hmm. yours with you, you know.
1: No, it was it was Barney's. It was, uh, but it wasn't the Barney in the movie. uh His name's Terry Varvel. That. uh Okay. That is his car.
0: So I got another question for you. I was thinking about all those tribute artists that we just went through, and and uh, when I was watching the movie, I had a question. I thought, is there anybody that does Andy?
1: No, no, there's not. Uh, there was a guy that won a Andy lookalike contest several, many years ago, more like 20 years ago. And he would, he came to Mayberry events a couple of times, but he just looks like Andy kind of. Right. And, and so we've never had anybody do a tribute artist as Andy, because I, I feel like first off, it's a really hard shoes to fill. Yeah. And you pretty much have to look like Andy mm-hmm. because Andy is, <laughs> he's normal. All the yeah. rest of us tribute artists, we're not. Floyd's not normal. Goober's not going. They're not. They have <laughs> weird ticks about them, right, or something different that's easy to caricature or to play off of. Yeah, on. well,
0: and identify. Oh, that's old. That's oldest. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, just Floyd. like
1: Floyd, you were. Yeah, you start talking like. Yeah, for Floyd Lashing. <laughs> so you mean that's the way Floyd? Andy was yeah. just normal. So. To be yeah. Andy is, I think, a big what's well, big boots to fill. I guess yeah. that's a hard one. So and I, you did, know, and I had the, one.
0: yeah, I had the same thought. I mean, besides, I mean, really, after I don't know, after a couple of episodes or so, you know, they in the actual, you know, Andy Griffith show, they realized Andy was going to, to be the straight guy, right? And they he, they were just going to surround him with a bunch of
1: yeah, and Don Knotts was the people. Comedian. and then yeah. others were also fill for that, but Don yeah. Andy realized really quick that Don Knight should be the comedian. Originally the Andy Griffith show, he was going to be a Will Stockdale from no time for sergeants. He right. was going to be that kind of a character. Right. Uh, and he would have been the funny one, but yeah. he realized quickly Don Knotch needs to be the yeah. comedian. I'll be the straight man. And, uh, so Andy should get a lot of credit for
0: that. Well, you know, I, now for those who just know the show, but don't know some of the history, uh, about, like, like Andy, uh, He also uh, started off as a stand-up comedian. I mean, he did some stuff. And one of the funniest things that Andy did in his pre, before movies, before Andy Griffith show, was how he would retell like Shakespeare stories, like Romeo and Juliet and stuff of that nature, or going to a football game and where he didn't have a clue to what it was. And he's just doing this hillbilly thing. I remember the first time I heard him tell I am rolling because <laughs> it is just so stupid.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, and he did that on the Indy Griffith show because he told Opie the story about Romeo and Juliet. It said, well, Hark, what great. light yeah. through Hark, what light through yonder window breaks? You know, right. he's doing it that way
0: i forgot about that that's right yeah so
1: that was how he got his start and no and of course uh, what it was was football that yeah, routine yeah that recording was really what set him off
0: oh man what it was was football that's 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 right that's the, the title um, okay so um let's see here let me look at my little notes here because i was as i was watching i was actually taking down some stuff uh oh a quiz yeah <laughs> uh see uh some of this we've already talked about uh oh okay i just have a what surprised you the most about acting in a movie i mean you show up to these sets you're now behind the scenes you know you're seeing what's going on uh for most of us we have never been and will never be in that position so what stood out to you
1: well well, the the thing I guess uh, probably for me I, I did talk to. There's a friend of mine. His name's Danny Vincent. He's an actor. He's a big Mayberry fan, so I knew him. So I talked to him a little before I went, because my original thinking was, you know, if, if you've ever been in any kind of a play at church or a play in school, you know, you have to know the script. You have to know the whole script really, because you're you've got lines through wherever they are. Uh, so I was a little worried. I've got to know this entire script going in here. And he said, oh, no, no, no. Read the script five or six times so you know the story. But then when you're on set or or the day before, they'll give you a thing telling you what scenes you're gonna do the next day. And you just study those and make sure you know those that next day. And you just do that every day until you're finished. Oh, so I mean, it made it way easier because I had time even because the scripts now, they were on the phone. You could get them on your phone so you could sit there while you're waiting on to get the camera ready you could actually make sure you knew your lines. So that was much easier uh, than I thought it was gonna be. So that was that was a big pressure relief because I, <laughs> I didn't have a clue. But uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think really for the movie, it was a very low budget movie, but they did a really good job of making it not look like a really low budget movie. They did a good job with uh, what they did, but there were, even in this low budget movie without sufficient crew, really, there weren't enough people like the lighting people were also doing other things, not just lighting. Uh, there was a lot of people that are involved in making even a low budget movie like that. Uh, and I guess that, that really puts a big money movie like the Avengers or something like that. I I just can't even imagine the number of people that are around while those actors are trying to perform, and uh, and I guess it, it, it's just it's just something I never thought about because I'd never seen, uh, but it was that was a, kind of a surprise to me. It's just how much is going on all around you, and how they can take a shot of that with that camera, and the directors they they know what it's going to look like when it's finished, and you know I'm looking at it going. How's it, we just walked past this wall. And now we're walking past it again. How's it not look, look like we walked by the same wall? Well, it's because they changed the angle or did something. And it doesn't, it looks perfect. They, the things in the movie you'll see, much of the movie was filmed in Indiana for about two weeks. Then we filmed about a week in North Carolina. You can't tell in the movie oh, when we were in Indiana and when we were no, in North Carolina. Not, not unless all. you know. I mean, I, you have to know, oh, that's in Indiana. Because there's one scene where the car, there's a car driving. It's going down, it's going down the road in, in North Carolina, and then it pulls up in the hotel that's in Indiana. I mean, it's just like, okay, that's perfect. It, there's no way you'd know this. No, that stuff was very interesting to me.
0: You know, so you know, I hope, I hope being, you know, a superstar now, you know, <laughs> hope yeah. it doesn't spoil you when you're watching movies, thinking, uh, they trying to fool me here. it's like magicians they can't watch magicians you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah uh,
1: no i don't think so i mean because it's uh it's such an art really too i I had already been accused because i'd asked my actor friend that i was talking about danny i'd already said how do they get that shot when this because there's a wall i know where this building was how did they get that shot he said oh you're talking like a director i'm an actor i don't care about that
0: (laughs) so I've got this friend who, uh, he used to play in the, he was a quarterback for Miami Dolphins years ago. Anyway, he, uh, he said he can't watch NFL because he just knows too much <laughs> you know, behind the scenes. He said, he's uh, just kidding. Cause I said, man, do you watch football? He, he, he said, no. He said, I, can't do it. Wow. I said, well, maybe you'll overcome that. But anyway, I said, well, whatever, you know, I don't want to know, you know, it's kinda like <laughs> I, enjoy uh, I worked at that restaurant and I'm not going to eat at that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh okay let's see here uh by the way we may actually break this up into two sections you know two podcasts so
1: yeah you can throw away part part out if you need to yeah yeah (laughs)
0: he'll he'll edit he'll edit all this stuff for me uh let's see uh okay uh oh okay so they've made the movie uh i will see you know the verdict is still out on how big it's going to be you know what i'm saying and and what kind of following gets or popularity gets is there any talk whatsoever of anything else related to this because i have an idea if you haven't already got it i'm going to share it with you in a moment all but right is there anything happening that
1: there is uh, there is talk uh if this movie does well which we're, we're they won't know for a while right but, but they're 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 already stark's already started working on ideas for the next script he wants to do another one
0: Definitely. he would
1: like to do another one he, he it's probably going to be a Christmas type Mayberry Christmas movie oh okay yeah, yeah. so uh but uh but that's about all I know that because um uh, this movie just barely out it's been out about a month and uh, it's it's received well by the people that we've uh heard back from and i've been going to a lot of the showings Mm -hmm. or not a lot but several of them Mm -hmm. uh this next weekend as we're recording i'll be in the i'll be at the red skeleton theater in vincennes indiana because they're going to show the movie there and they i was like oh this is cool so i'm going up there they're going to have a little mayberry event type kind of thing around the showing of the movie and uh, several of the cast members will be there so we've been going to some of the theaters because they it's been shown a lot at older like old theaters like uh, you know like you would have seen in the fifties and sixties those nice historic theaters right and so I've enjoyed uh, traveling and watching the people that come see how they react and you know just normal people you know yeah. see how they enjoy the movie and it's been it's been really nice and so if it makes if it does well they they're definitely considering. I personally think that, you know, it should be picked up as a TV series or something where I could just do this all the time.
0: (laughs) Okay. So with that said, that is my, okay. So you know how the chosen that the there's a, okay. It's like, you know, they're on season two now. It just came out. And so, uh, you know, and it's basically a TV show on DVD is what it is, you know, but here's what I'm thinking. I, you know, I could see this. Not just on DVD. I mean, I could see this on like a, a Netflix original, a Prime, you know, a Hulu original, whatever. You know, the you know what I'm saying, um, especially targeting that Hallmark audience. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying I could even I see saw, Hallmark yeah. doing this thing. Well, Boy, that's what
1: if, I keep saying, Hallmark. If Hallmark did it, my wife would love me so much more because she yeah. loves the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and here, okay, so here's my idea. All right, here's here's. I'm with you on this, but here's, here, here is here's just a fan. I'm just observing, swatching. I would like to see like you, Rick, and a couple of others, tribute artists. And the show is around you guys getting into situations, you know what I'm saying, from festival to festival as you go, you know, around <laughs> the nation. Do you follow what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. And so yeah. that's that you know something weird happens at every festival so uh, you know and uh, and I mean in my mind I'm thinking this is this is genius somebody <laughs> yeah. that has got some money and make it happen
1: yeah it could be pretty funny we were actually saying that that's what in the new in the movie because because in this movie we're dressed as Barney and Floyd the whole time because Mayberry Fest is going on. Right, yeah. Well, they have to come up with a good reason for us to be dressed as Barney and Floyd because that's not our real job. We got real jobs, you know? And uh, so they have to come up with a good reason. And I, I told them, I said, no, no, we've retired. And since we retired, the town said, "Hey, we'll pay. We'll pay you to dress up like this every day. is like a tourist attraction." And so we now like we did-
0: that's, that's great.
1: So we're just always dressed like that. Yeah. So that's that's what I said. That's how we should get this done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. Okay, but here's the thing. I need you to come up with a character that I would fit as a tribute artist because I want to be on the show. Okay? Yeah. Well, you,
1: know could be, uh, you could be uh, you could be Je- uh, big Jeff Pruitt. You could be him. He was uh, the skipper from Gilligan's Island. Played oh, him. yeah, you could, yeah, yeah. could be him because you could really go around and pick up women, you know, because <laughs> he used to pick up women on the corner. Now, <laughs> folks, if you don't know, he actually lifted them up to see how much they weighed because he was <laughs> that's how them. he was rating them, yeah, because. Because Opie came in, and said, he's picking up women down on the corner, and she said, "What do you know about picking up women?" Well, what's there to know? You just pick them up, so he
0: said. So, yeah, you know, yeah. The, he was he. I you know I liked him. Everything that he was in, you mm-hmm. know, I like even when he's sort of playing a bad guy. You yeah. know, he played a bad guy at a couple of those cowboy movies of his. Uh-huh. But yeah, all uh, in hell.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and uh, but I, I just liked him. You know, he was just yeah. a fun character. Um, okay Uh, so what uh anything else about the movie you want to talk about because we're going to kind of shift here a little bit
1: well i'll tell a a quick story during the movie uh chris stone the character the actor he's a big hollywood actor and during the movie people keep coming up wanting to get a picture made with somebody and so he's always and they it's floyd they want their picture made with and they keep asking him to get out of the way so that they can get a picture well that (laughs) that kind of hurts his feelings throughout the whole movie he's like because he thinks they want a picture of him well the funny thing that happened this is behind the scenes we were filming in mount Airy, north carolina i was dressed as floyd and we were waiting to do another shot well he had gone and changed into some shorts and a t-shirt because he didn't want to get his uh outfit dirty and he and i were sitting in some chairs talking and this lady came walking up with a mayberry confidential that's a newspaper they make for mayberry days that kind of tells you the events anyway she came up and said Oh, I just can't wait to see this movie. And would you sign it? And I said, sure. So I signed it. And I said, and and Brett was sitting right beside me. I said, would you would you uh, like him to sign it? She went. And who are you? So so yeah. It was like this is just like in the movie. This is great. Where's the camera? We but uh, it was it was pretty funny and that Brett and I had a good laugh because it was exactly. And I think again that's the reason I feel like this movie. The events and the things that happened in it are things that could have really happened to people. Yeah. Uh the
0: oh, it's there's very a, relatable, yeah. There's a
1: there's a part of the movie where he's trying, he wants me to come and pick him up at the hotel that night and I go, Oh, I can't. Yeah. I rode here with Otis. I don't have a car. <laughs> Well, I ride to Mayberry events with the guy who does Otis. I do that all the time, and so they wrote that into the script. There are so many things. There's an entire conversation we have about Ernest T. Bass and why his name's Ernest T. Well, me and the guy that does Otis, we had that conversation riding in a car, and I did a podcast about it, talking about it, and then it, then I start reading the script,
0: and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is our dialogue. I want to tell you that when they start, when they have that, when you guys have that discussion about why is it Ernest T. Bass? He talks about his dad being Ernest Ernest Bass or whatever it is, just kind of going through the alphabet.
1: Yeah, Ernest T. I never
0: thought of that, but I just, uh, I just lost it. That was so funny.
1: Well, that was a that was an actual conversation that me and Ken junkin uh, that plays Otis, we actually had that driving back from a Mayberry event. And I ended up doing a podcast telling about it, and he wrote it into the movie. Oh, that so is funny. So there's a lot of things in the movie. That's the reason I think fans would like it, or yeah. people will like it, because they're, it's it's like the Andy Griffith show. There's not really jokes in the movie. It's the characters that make it funny. <laughs> and I think the Andy Griffith show is that way. Yeah. They're not no, really jokes. Right. You, you laugh because you're looking at Barney going, look what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> look yeah. at this. You know. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Now, there are a couple of times, though, in the movie where, uh, you know, you don't do Floyd. You're playing Alan.
1: I had to be me. Yes. And you had to be it, you. That, that was, I, mean, I was the most nervous about those parts because I, I told Jan, I called her on the phone, my wife. And I said, tomorrow, I've got to be me. I don't know how to be me. I don't I don't know how to do that. I can, I've can i been doing Floyd uh, since 1994. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing it for 27 years, basically. And so I know how Floyd behaves, but I don't. I don't know how I behave. How do,
0: act? how do I act like me in front of a camera?
1: Right. And so that was a little hard for me, but it, it, it turned out okay. It, I was yeah. When I finally saw the movie, I said, okay, this is good. I, I'm all right. I did okay. But, but I was very nervous about being me in the movie.
0: Well, now you mentioned you started this back in 1994, uh, doing the Floyd, the role of Floyd. So talk to us a little bit about that. Okay, so... I mean again I mentioned earlier you're an electrical engineer that's right and uh, you know and you're doing things in Huntsville Alabama and living life got a family the whole process going to church all that stuff and yeah. how do how do you go from that <laughs> traveling around the nation and being in a movie
1: oh, yeah, a it, it really, it's amazing uh, the, there's a fellow named David Browning that did Barney. And he's the one that talked me into doing Floyd. He, we, were, we had been sitting around at a Mayberry event. And after it was over, we were going to go out and eat. And we were just doing lines from the Andy Griffith show. And whenever you, whenever I do a line from the Andy Griffith show, I try to talk like whoever the person is. So I was doing Floyd and I was going, hey, you see what it says on the sidewalk out there? Bobby Gribble hates him a large. So that's a quote from the Andy Griffith show. And he heard me. And so the next Mayberry event I was at, he kept getting me to come over and talk to people like Floyd and then he said hey Mayberry Days is coming up how about you show up you know get you a coat and stuff come and be Floyd people will love it and so my my wife Jan and I talked about it all the way home from that was in Ohio and okay I'm gonna try this I'm gonna do it one time because wow this will be maybe this will be fun and I did it one time and I thought that was it you know and then people started calling me and asking me to come be at their be Floyd at their events and so I and like I said, that was in 1994, and I've been doing it, uh, you know, 10, 15 times a year at different events, ever since.
0: So you, so yeah. let's say fifteen. So let's just say even minimum ten times a year since 1994. Man, you're looking at two hundred <laughs> plus. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. That's
1: Hell a, yeah. And it, that's a
0: lot. And
1: yeah, and it's uh, it, it's just something you know. Uh, and i've I felt like ever since I started doing it, that it is a ministry. You know, this is kind of something i I'm not out there preaching. I'm not out, I'm not doing that kind of thing, but I'm I'm making people smile and and watching them enjoy themselves and and I don't know, there's just something uh, special about that. I, a lot of times I've said before i don't I don't feel like I have to be preaching. They, there's obviously, <laughs> something different about me i'm not sure what that's but uh, but you know because uh the character of floyd uh i've been able to reach so many people and been able to talk to them and and i've actually had people that have said that it impacted them in ways that's you never would have thought and, i mean i didn't say or do anything i was just nice to people or right. smiled or signed a picture for them or something and and it's just God's just used it, and and so I kind of have always felt like it's a it's a ministry, uh, of of type anyway. It's uh it, it's it's fun to be able to make people smile. That's fine.
0: Well, you know, okay. So there was a banquet at the church that you know you and I went to, um, and you were you were asked to host the banquet. And I don't remember what it what the banquet was about. Might have been pastor appreciation. Pastor appreciation, I believe. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means it was in October. Uh, Mm Um, and, uh, you were asked to host it and as Floyd, and I want to tell you, that was one of the best hosting (laughs) jobs I had ever seen. I mean, again, you just nailed it. I mean, it was just like, I thought, man, this guy, he's got Floyd damn, man. Well, that's the,
1: that's the fun part as Floyd, you can't make a mistake because it just looks like Floyd did it. You know, it's like,
0: (laughs) That is so... Okay, I want to be Floyd. It, 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 it is the boys?
1: truth. There's a... I did. I had to host... I had to MC an event with Don Knotts. Don Knotts was going to be at the Birmingham, Birmingham uh, Civic Center. And I had to be the MC because the David Browning, who would have normally been the MC as Barney, couldn't be there. And uh, anyway, so during the event, I was telling... Or during the evening, I was up on stage. I was telling this joke. Well, it was a three-part joke. And I told the first part and the third part. And then I started to tell the next part, and I realized I already told the punchline. So I was like, and then I was in "Yeah, uh, oh, I don't remember what Opie said, but it was really funny." Is what I said, and the crowd went wild. Yeah, they loved it. People were coming up to me after it. That was so much like Floyd. That was great. And I'm going, "Thank you."
0: Thank yeah, well, you. you know, I played it that way.
1: That's when I knew I could, I could kind of get away with a lot. Is Floyd? Oh
0: word. So. Yeah, That's good. <laughs> So, um, all right. So now uh, for you personally, you know, we've been, you know, we've talked about church and you talk about, you know, people talking about church and you see this as a ministry and mm-hmm. how God's using it and stuff. For those listening, uh, talk a little bit about your spiritual journey, you know, coming to know Christ, you know, growing spiritually and just kind of give us a little taste of that journey for you.
1: Well, you know, I, I was I was fairly young when I was probably about I was about 14 or I was 14 when I when I was saved. And uh, so I, I've I've never had I, I, I used to I used to confuse myself with this because you hear these people that have gone through a rough time in their life and then they get saved and they're completely changed. I never really had that happen because I was young and, and basically was a Christian early. And it wasn't until later that I finally realized. Well, you know, that's that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That that's what happened to me. There wasn't great change in personality or anything. Uh, but uh, so I've been a, I've been a Christian since a young uh, person, and it, and I just over time, you know, I've been blessed to have good pastors that I've been able to be under and be taught. Uh, Murray Wilton was our pastor at Southside. I really grew a lot from him. I, I won't throw in Jeff because, you know, that would sound like I'm just blowing smoke, but I really, Jeff uh, Jeff had a lot of uh, applying applying what we had learned, and and in all honesty, that's one of the things I really have enjoyed. I, I feel like that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to live out what Christ tells us, and, and doing Floyd, I've had the opportunity to do a Mayberry Bible study podcast that's online, and... You know that's just one of those things that it, I've done about twelve or fourteen episodes of it, and and there's still people downloading that, and I haven't done one in several years, uh, because what we did in that was listen to an episode of the Andy Griffith Show, and then we did a Bible study talking about it. Well, there was only sixteen episodes that were in public domain, so those were the only ones I could do, and then CBS got them back, so I had to quit. <laughs> so, but uh, but I've been able to do things like that and lead Bible studies about the Andy Griffith Show and. It's just, it is amazing. Uh, a fellow at our church did a, a thing one time, Martin Sissons' is his name, talking about guideposts in your life where God's done th- something for you and how you can look back and say, oh, at this point, this happened. And at this point, this other thing happened. And at the time you're going through that walk, it seems like it's random that these things are occurring to you that, you know, I started doing Floyd. And well, at first I got married and had supported wife a supporting wife who agreed that you can dress up like a barber and I'll I'll stick around <laughs> you know <laughs> and then and then these different things keep happening in your life so these posts that keep getting stuck in the ground that God's doing something he moves you from one job to another job or to this and it seems random until you turn around and if you if you walk around the right direction those posts line up you know they begin to line up and you can see well, god's i started way down here and god has been leading me he's got me going this way and it kind of gives you a way to see maybe where you're headed by looking backwards at all those guideposts that you have and that's just something that i've i've been blessed to have a supportive wife and to have uh, be able to do these mayberry things because I, I run a whole lot of mayberry things online i do I do the podcast about the Andy Griffith Show. I've done the Bible studies. And you can just see from that, you know, I'm getting close to the end of my career, maybe at work. Where's God leading me next? You know, what's he wanting me to do? I I got to be in a movie because in 1994, I thought, hey, it might be fun to dress up like Floyd once. (laughs) Right? And now I was in a movie as Floyd. That's crazy. how's God working this? What's he working for the future? Uh, you know, what, what's going to happen? I don't know. And that's okay. If I don't know, I'm just going to keep trying to do what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing and, and pray through it and go on. And, uh, so I, I, so blindly I have walked forward to some degree and God's just keeps nudging me the way he wants me to go.
0: You know, uh, just remember though, uh, that whenever you start making that uh, series, you know, you have to have other people in there somehow, you know, and I'm willing <laughs> to That's sacrifice right. my time. All right. You know, and uh, show up and do something, you know, awesome <laughs> in that show. And, you know, if, if you need a villain or a bad guy, you know, because see, I think now with the whole hair, the gray, the beard, you know, and you, you put a scar on me or something, I think I could be a really pretty good, I think I could play a good bad guy. A good bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Look at, look, look at this thing.
1: Oh, yeah. that. Oh, look at the way he's looking at me. Oh, that's scary. Man. Yeah. Because,
0: <laughs> you know, in the Andy Griffith show, they always had bad guys showing up, you know, it they would do whatever. Uh, <laughs> by the way, so, I mean, just for those who are the Andy Griffith fans and stuff, uh, I want to tell you, Andy Griffith show it is part of the stock household culture. We're constantly saying things that we know where we picked it up from. So, like, my wife will say something uh, to me and I'll say, Yes, dear. <laughs> you know, out of that whole morning, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, out of that whole uh, uh, Andy, the marriage counselor episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, all right. Now, you'd mentioned, uh, we're about to wrap this up, but you'd mentioned, um, uh, you've got a lot of things going on so i want to i want let's do i want you to do some self-promotion here and talk (laughs) about your podcast you know how they can get a how they can watch it or just whatever you want to say about it i think you've got a weaver's
1: uh weaver's department store weaver's
0: department store that uh, you're connected with or you started or something talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about what that is and anything that you think would be helpful uh and about how where they can watch or buy or purchase you know uh mayberry man and all that stuff so all
1: right can we just do that now
0: yeah go for it man
1: so yeah i've been uh i've been doing a a, like i said i mentioned earlier podcast about the andy Griffith Show. i've been doing that since 2008 it's called two chairs no waiting so you can you can either listen to it there's just audio version or you can watch there's youtube versions of it as well it's the same show but there's audio and a video version and uh, you can go to twochairsnowaiting.com and find it uh, my wife and i run uh, weavers department store well, that's the name of the store on the indy griffith show and it's weaversdepartmentstore.com it's an online store that sells just mayberry stuff and it sells mayberry man dvd so there's the mayberry man uh, the movie you can buy the dvd there there's another movie i was in uh, that's a documentary that's called the mayberry effect that also, it just came out in August as well, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it, it, is, uh, it, it looks at nostalgia and what makes us enjoy shows like the Andy Griffith Show. Why, why do we want that simpler time? Where, where does that come from, that desire? And that's what the Mayberry Effect is about, and you can get the DVD of that too at Weaver's department store. Uh, if you forget any of those things, if you go to imayberry.com, I run that website too. <laughs> I got all kinds of Mayberry stuff, but it has links to everything from it. So you can get to it. It's just the letter I and mayberry.com. And uh, it's, again, it's just been a blessing in my life being able to do this. I have met some of the nicest people in the world doing this Andy Griffith show stuff. Believe it or not, I'm kind of an introverted person. I don't just walk up and talk to people that I don't know. But when I'm dressed like Floyd, I will. I'll just go up and talk to people and try to cut their hair or something. You know, I mean, I'm Floyd at that point. And it has been a blessing uh, doing that and getting to know people that way and doing the podcast and having people uh, consume that and email me and call me and things uh, related to the podcast um really quick story about the podcast uh, there, there was a gentleman that contacted me his name's cody he he had he wrote me in this really nice thing about the podcast i'm doing a podcast about the andy griffith show this is not a spiritual thing or anything but he wrote me to tell me how watching and listening to the podcast helped him get through his cancer treatments that he had to go through because he had had cancer and just how that that kept his spirits up watching these shows and listening to the episodes Uh, and I mean it just impacts me when I hear stuff like that because I mean you never know what you're doing no matter how simple it is it's just I'm talking about a show that was on TV in the 60s and yet it impacts people That's just one story, there's others, but it impacts people uh, like that. And you never know what little things you're doing that God can use to touch people, and and you just never know. So I I encourage you, if I can dress up like Floyd the Barber, if I can talk about the Andy Griffith Show on podcasts and stuff, and that impacts people, what can you do? I mean, it doesn't have to be big. I'm I'm dressing up like a barber, like a crazy person, right? (laughs) and yet it's still god uses that somehow to reach people so so don't don't ever think that whatever you're doing is not important you just never know and you may never know who's watching you and who who may have been impacted by what you did
0: well alan man i want to pre. i just want to say i appreciate you so much and uh, man it's it's uh you know you are a joy and easy to talk to i mean uh you're laid back, you know, you're and I mean in some ways you are Floyd, you know. And uh somehow I mean when you do the voice, obviously you're Floyd, but the yeah there in the face, there it is. It's or you know, but however both characters, I mean, they were both easy to be around. You know what I'm saying? I mean if Floyd actually you know what I'm talking about. -hmm. And so uh but I do appreciate you and um uh, and I'm glad that I am one of the people in your life that you, you rub shoulders with for a while, and uh, uh, and I want to say oh, oh, one thing. I want to encourage. Now I've seen the movie. It's obviously I've seen the movie. Okay, and uh, now I have a special interest because you know I know somebody in it. You know, <laughs> just you know, I'm not famous, but I know famous people. You know? <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, okay. So uh, since we're we're turning this into a three hour podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that <laughs> so uh, uh, I do have another question all right now throughout your journeys as Floyd in the whole Mayberry festival world um, I mean I, I, now I know that you've mentioned that you have been around various actors and actresses from various shows I mean you know obviously you know when you're doing stuff they have special guests like Jim Best. and mm-hmm. I know that you you talked about um, Hillbilly barely Hillbilly's girl. Um, Ellie May. Ellie yeah. May, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you got to sit I'm on the done front done. porch with her. And so mm-hmm. how many, how many just rattle off some people that you actually got to meet and spend some time with because of this Floyd character?
1: Oh famous people. Well, obviously Don Knotts, yeah. George uh, George Lindsay. Don Knotts is Barney for you you yeah. don't know, but uh and D- George Lindsey is goober. Uh, I was really good friends with George. Uh, You know, we got to go. He lived up in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'd go out and we'd go out and eat with him and go see him and take him out for his birthday and all that kind of stuff. He was. I
0: did not know that.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, Don Knox. You were
0: wearing his jacket on the Huckabee program.
1: I was. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I wore George Lindsay. It was one of his jackets. I wore it uh, in honor of him, really, so that he would be a part of this Mayberry Man stuff in some way. Uh, so that was really neat. And Ray Stevens was the host that night. Uh, he was the, he was the, the, uh, announcer and Ray Stevens spoke at George's funeral cause I was there. So, I mean, I, I was, that was another connection. It was, I have been very blessed. I have met almost every cast member from the Andy Griffith show other than Andy. I, I've been in the room with Andy, but I never met Andy. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, donna douglas as you mentioned was uh ellie may Clampett. Uh, garth brooks i got to meet him brad paisley the wait,
0: wait, country singer out. back up on the garth brooks thing <laughs> okay so how does floyd you
1: get to meet garth brooks well <laughs> well here's what happened so uh david browning who does barney i've mentioned him earlier uh they contacted david browning garth brooks record company when Garth had sold 60 million records, because they were going to have a a 60s party for him. And so they called David and said, hey, we need Barney, could you come and do this? And he said, sure. He said, well, it's going to be in Nashville. And he said, well, I got a buddy that does Floyd down in Huntsville, but do you need a Floyd? And they went, no, but he lives in Huntsville. Could he be an astronaut? So sure. So they called Jan, my wife, and asked, (laughs) "Could?" Could I be an astronaut? This all happened while I was at work. And so by the time I got home, I had an astronaut suit uh, because I was gonna go see Garth Brooks. <laughs> so my wife agreed that I could be an astronaut for sure. And uh, so she got to meet Garth Brooks as well. So uh, that's how I got to meet Garth Brooks. And then Brad Paisley, he's a big hes a big Mayberry fan. He did the song, Waiting on a Woman with Andy. Uh, but before that, uh, he had been in Nashville. He went to meet Don Knotts. And uh, so he was at the rehearsals. And my wife, Jan, got Brad Paisley to sign my Andy Griffith show book. Uh, and I was like, "Who? I, I got it that night going, whose autograph is this? I don't know. Who's That's Brad Paisley. Why do you let Brad Paisley sign my Andy Griffith book? And so for years, I was upset about it. And then he finally made the video with Andy Griffith uh, waiting on a woman. And I was like, oh, okay, this is okay. good. Now it's a fair. Yeah, now this is okay. He's yeah. accepted into the circle.
0: <laughs> we will not burn exactly. page.
1: That's right. So why is his name in here? Uh, so, uh, but I've gotten to meet him. Uh, like I said, uh, Thelma Lou, obviously Betty Lynn, uh, Barney's girlfriend. I uh, knew her really well as now well. She
0: just passed away, though, right? Just
1: recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just in the last several weeks, uh, she's passed away. Great lady. Uh, uh, Jean Carson, she was the fun girl in Andy Griffith. She was, hello, doll. That one. <laughs> yeah. went at her. Yep. Ronnie Shell. he was Duke Slater on Gomer Pyle. He was Corporal Slater. Cor- and uh, I've, met, I've met him, know him pretty well as well Ernest T bass Howard Morris uh, I actually do the website ernestt.com, so I do that for them for, <laughs> it's for his son I, I, they okay. it was for him and his son they and then when he passed away his son runs anyway I mean I know Clint Howard uh, Leon he was Leon little boy that had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the show he was he was also the little boy on gentle Ben and he's okay. been in he's been in every Ron Howard movie as well because he's Ron Howard's brother. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, so i I know him. Uh, I I I went to Don Knotts' memorial service in California and I uh, stepped on Ron Howard's foot accidentally. <laughs> He said it was okay so i don't know if that counts as meeting but i, I stepped on his foot
0: well you know like i could say i have never stepped on ron howard's foot so i mean you know you got me on that one
1: yeah hopefully he doesn't remember that
0: <laughs>
1: so I, i've been really blessed i've met a lot of people uh i mean there was people at that that i got to kind of meet uh tom poston bob newhart they were all at this at don's uh, wow. memorial service yeah I kept going, why am I in this room? Yeah. You know, you know, look at these people. She's laying for the slats over here. That's um,
0: exactly yeah. how I would have felt. I thought.
1: Yvonne Craig, a bat Girl, she's over here. And yeah, all yeah. the cash from the two threes Company. is. I mean, it was just. Anyway, I've been very blessed. And uh, it's just. Uh, I I just can't believe some of the things I've gotten to do. I, I don't think about it very often because it's just something that happened. But, yeah, but, but when yeah. I start talking about it like this, it's just like kind of embarrassing you start thinking about (laughs) all this stuff how lucky (laughs) i've been it's like wow how have i gotten to do this
0: yeah well man i tell you what uh you're living the life man
1: i am i am it's really fun and uh yeah if they make a movie or a series i'll I'll keep you in mind so that, uh, that uh
0: there was a guy that we have a what's called a missouri military academy here in town and uh, one of the guys graduated and moved out to California. And I said, well, what are you going to do out there? And he said, well, I'm going to go to college out there. and He's getting a degree in like uh, something to do with filmmaking or something. And, and I said, so wh- what do you do with the degree? He said, well, I'll be able to like direct movies and that kind of thing. I said, look, all right. So I said, hey, remember this mug. I told him <laughs> the same thing. I told you, I said, look, whenever you need something that looks like this you know that sounds like this because i only do one i only have one voice and that's right. be a hillbilly of some type because <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> if you need this you know just remember me you know so uh but uh all right well uh alan i want to say thank you so much for uh spending time with me and just talking about the mayberry man andy griffith world you know all the fest and ben floyd and just your journey and uh, hopefully those who watch this, if you haven't done it already, I mean, again, you can wa- uh, just buy it. Um, and, uh, or I think you can also download it. I think you can just download it. Stream. Yeah. It's on
1: Amazon, Amazon prime video. You can watch it that yeah. way. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, multiple ways, it's also in selected theaters, um, uh, you know, here and there. So, uh, whatever your choice is, you know, just feel free to watch it. It's, it's a, it's an easy movie to watch. Uh, it goes by quick and, uh, and you'll enjoy it. And, uh, so I give it two thumbs up and it has nothing to do with my <laughs> friend Alan being in it, but, uh, all right, Alan, man, it's good talking to you. And for podcast guys, we're going to try who listen to the podcast. We're going to start trying to do some more of these things, uh, interviewing various people. And so, uh, uh hopefully we'll have some interesting uh, characters, uh, uh, in the future.